0: Welcome to Cobras and Fire and our annual Top Albums of the Year episode, hosted by Elsie and Baco, rock and roll machines that have been disrupting the podcast industry since
1: 2015. I'm wireless, Disrupt.
2: Welcome to Cobras and Fire. My name is Baco, and I am joined by the five on a 10 scale, LC Fox. How are things out in Denver, Elsie?
0: Excellent. Super excited that we are going to be talking a lot of music. The top five albums of the year
2: picked by Elsie and Baco. Your shopping lists. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's, uh, it's our annual tradition. I think we've, we've scaled down from 10 um uh we have <laughs> maybe we should open with that yeah there's probably a pretty good reason it's hard to get more than 5 uh we we, we i think i threw it at the end of the last episode did you want to talk about that now cuz i knew no matter what i said because you're going to say the opposite when it comes to this thing but every year it becomes more and more clear the album is going away as a format it is just a dying art uh, it's, it's all about playlists and things of that nature, and that's where everything is shifting to. And you just sound like, I don't know, uh, Mitch LaFon or Eddie Trunk pining for the days of the CD. The CD's still relevant by trying to cling to the idea that, that artists are really working on albums. Um, they're, they're barely working together nowadays.
0: Oh, I agree, Baco. I completely agree with everything that you're saying, with the exception of my five picks of the year.
2: Yeah, next year it's going to be top
0: two though because there won't be enough. I don't think so. I have more of a positive outlook on that. I think that there there are artists still um, working on albums as a, an art form. Um, and I will tell you this much too: of my five, uh, well, I, oh, hold on, hold on. I will give you on that. I, I am going to give credence. I do agree with what you're saying. Things are moving to all those different um, areas, singles, um, EPs, everything like that. But Three out of my five, I think, are true albums. I'm not saying that all five of them are, but but that, three of them that, actually that, are.
2: I don't see how that is like contradictory to anything I'm saying. And also, it's and refreshing also, to
0: see it's refreshing to see somebody actually put that work in. That's all I'm saying. It,
2: you're you're counteracting yourself. Nope. It's refreshing because no one's really doing it. Okay, and and the artists, I'm not. I'm not taking shots at the artist. You're you're kind of foolish if you kind of cling to something while everything is going a different direction. The whole point is to get your product out there to people in a way they're going to digest it in a way that can kind of sustain a career, right? If that means the death of the album, that means we just kind of that's it's just a reality. The results are what they are. It is not a pro or a con. Like you tried to spin it there, you're not more optimistic because you you want it to be true. Again, you do. That, that, that sounds like Eddie Trunk going, "No, oh, the CD, I still like the CD. Well, so do I, Eddie. So do I. But it's getting harder to get them. And that's, acknowledging that doesn't make me negative. It makes me honest. The floor is yours. Red Hot Shell Peppers ruined
0: it for everybody. Everybody says that Blood Sugar Sex Magic <laughs> is a great album. It's 17 tracks of those, 10 of them are good. From that point forward, they ma- that, that, that is how albums went. The end. Great album, ten out of seventeen. I
2: listened to the whole thing. I don't. That was the beginning of you can put too you don't much stuff anything. on anything. You don't. <laughs> uh, you think that was fuck? It was well before that.
0: I don't think so. That was kind of the oh, peak. Yeah. That use your illusions. Those two, Hy- hysteria,
2: all those records. When no, suddenly those 12, were twelve was, yeah, twelve is too much.
0: Twelve is 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 the peak. Ten is perfect. Twelve I can deal with. Fourteen too much.
2: Twelve is okay if it's the nineteen sixties and your songs are two hour, two minutes and twenty seconds long.
0: So. Well, we'll go into that too. Uh, time wise, what's 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 in general? What's the longest an album should ever be? For the most part, not a double album, not the Wall, anything like sure. that, but a single, a, a one, a one, one album. Forty-five minutes. Mo- that is exactly the correct answer. Continue, please. Should we get into this, man? Let's do it, man. Yeah, let's let's uh let's go to actually listen. We talk about music news, we make fun of all the, the clowns in this that make this beautiful uh, genre that we talk about, rock and roll. But really what comes down to it is talking about the actual albums, man, that are dying off and that don't exist anymore in your world. <laughs> and, and which ones you think are the five least worst?
2: Isn't that right? Well, when you say it like that, I kind of sound like a dick. Uh, yeah I do I do uh, <laughs> I hey man I I, I put together I actually was it probably could have put together a top 10 this year um, I'll mention the ones that I excluded just before I say my num- number one pick great. but um, th- there were some some good records again but I, I I don't think there was anything the last two years that was great that like the, 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 more like these are records that have enough songs that I'll go back to listen to those songs but not a lot of just front-to-back killer albums. But cool. um, I- I'm still very happy with the list I got. So they, That's these good. Are, and, and frankly, it shifted up. I, I kind of listened to, I, I narrowed it down to a, to, to 11 choices. I will listen to all of them basically this last week, and it's, it's weird how things settled out. It's not how I would have predicted it when I made the list, so. Can, can
0: I – I'll throw some things at, at you too also and we'll actually get into this. And that is that uh, I hear sometimes on podcasts, man, it was really hard getting down to my top 10 or whatever like that. It's never hard for me getting to my top 10. It's – this year there were there are two, three albums that immediately when I heard them within within the week or two, I knew that they were going to be in there and they stayed there the whole year. So that was different than other years too So in a positive sense. So I agree with what you're saying. I think we're both on the same page. We're optimistic pessimists. Yeah.
2: <laughs> ah i'm a realist uh you know the the glass is half full if you're filling it and mm-hmm. half empty if you're drinking it
0: write that down put it on a shirt let's go there you go
2: so what you want me to start
0: here yeah man let's let's uh let's get the shopping list get get your pens and paper and uh let's write down some things all these things we'll link these all in the notes for uh the artist page or to buy these
2: albums so please proceed All right. Well, coming in at number five is something that uh, I think will will, uh, surprise you a little bit. It's a band that was new to me. And I'll tell you this, like I get about 30 to 100 emails daily just from publicists and kind of cracking through that, you know, isn't easy. At least, you know, I don't I don't read every email. I don't check out every band. Um, typically, when I know the publicist or if I have a relationship with them, I'll at least look into everything they send me. Sure. But a lot of this stuff is just lost in the ether. How this one cracked through, I don't know because it wasn't a band I was familiar with before. They do have one record before the one they released this out th- this year, and I've, I I don't I don't even remember who the publicist was that sent it to me. But anyway, it's a band called Tetrarch, I think it's called uh, pronounced. It's whoa, t- whoa, whoa, whoa! T- do it again. Spell it, please. Sorry. T e t r a r C H. So I think it's Tetrarch. Tetrarch is how I believe it's Again, because I'm kind of a noob uh, to this band. But now, not necessarily your cup of tea, Lewis. This is kind of a got a new metal thing and uh, a little thrashy. Um, as someone who is very disappointed by the last Slipknot record, this was pretty much what I needed. Uh, this kind of filled that void. They're just, I don't know, just a, the whole record just is, is very smooth. It, it, it kind of just... It's something you, I. You put it on, you just kind of roll with it and get that vibe, that kind of ugh, energy that I get from like you know a good Slayer record or like I said, some Slipknot stuff. I, I like some of that really hard, aggressive music. You anger, know, as, yeah, man. Uh, and this definitely has it. And they have. <laughs> hopefully, this doesn't sound sexist or racist, but their lead guitar player, it, or uh, what, what is there a, a term for being uh, against or oh, whatever? I'm just going to say it. Uh, it's an overweight black woman, and she is fucking phenomenal. You don't see a lot of overweight black women in metal bands uh, no, or, playing or guitar. Ever. And, and she's, she's not good for a girl. You know what I mean? She's good. Uh, but, yeah, this is a, it, it's a really fun record for me. Again, I don't know that this would be something that would be your cup of tea, but the album is called Unstable. It came out earlier this year, and it is, the, the song I guess I want to feature is something called Negative Noise.
0: I love these episodes because you usually bring something like Atomic Bitchwax last year that I was not familiar with at all, and I got into that album. So thank you.
2: <laughs> I'll be shocked if this is something you like. I mean, I do think it's good, but I've just, you're not, you've never really, anything in this zone that we've ever talked in, it's never been for you. It's got a Slipknot vibe to it, I think. Okay. Um, like I said, but it's a little more new metal than, than Slipknot, but I don't know. It, it's got that thrash just sound. It's, it's really killer.
0: But does it have the melody? here and there
2: it does but it in that sense like if you if you if you think Slipknot doesn't really ever give you melody then this probably won't either all right what you got at number five
0: number five for me this is a band which uh I saw live with you uh to give you a little bit of hint in a fest situation and I came in on their fourth album and I am adding their sixth album, Bronx, the Bronx Six, oh. to my to my top five of the year. Uh, this is a band uh, that the first three albums I do not recommend. Somehow, uh, on album four, <laughs> four forward, they came up with their their zone, their melody. Uh, their fifth did not make my list before but this one the creatively tied I and mean, they're like Chicago or whatever you know they just keep ab- they keep putting the Roman numerals in front of it but IV Bronx IV the first side of this album perfect fucking side of an album it is uh, a total of 11 songs it has an al- it has a title called participation trophy one of the best <laughs> names names of attracts of the year for me but uh man I just this is their zone Bronx 4 and Bronx 6. You want tight. It comes in right over 30 minutes. It's got all the elements that I want as far as uh, from them. Just uh, kind of a punkish rock band. And uh, the the track that I'm going to feature is still, we featured it before, but I'm throwing it in this episode again. Um, And that is Watering the Well.
2: Well, that was one of the records that were on my contenders list. I'm not gonna lie, I kind of didn't throw it in there because I was pretty sure you were going to. Sure, because uh, yeah, I, I, I do think it's a, I, I did get a chance to check out the whole thing after we talked, I don't know, a few months back. And uh, yeah, it's it's great. Um, uh, just a killer band, fun guys. Uh, but uh, yeah, I love that. Uh, I love the, I love the track you picked, it's a great record. I could just echo your sentiments
0: cool and they're also a like, like as far as like a band that enjoys the album format i do also like the fact that they put out they put out uh, seven inch singles of all their singles and like limited runs of a thousand or so too so they're uh, they're just good with their whole fan base on on social as well too so just check out the bronx if you want some tight uh, upbeat rock and roll what you got
2: all right coming in at number four is a record you took a dump on in the last episode <laughs> Uh I uh, I like it a lot. I I kind of like the direction these guys are taking. It is different than I thought they would. It is less rocking um but it is kind of fresh and and fun and that is bad flower with this is how the world ends. Uh I, I didn't I didn't know until I picked up the physical copy that uh the singer Josh Katz actually produced the record. And you know, it's a very well produced album, so I kudos to him on that. And uh I don't know, I just uh, we've played um, uh, "Don't Hate Me" on, on the show before. I think that song is just amazing. Um, but th- he definitely has issues. He just he ha- he has like a a, 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 a lyrical approach that I, I think is really unique right now. And I mean, some of the stuff uh, it's a little sometimes a couple tracks. I guess if I wanted to say something negative is like it's almost like he talks too much, but. Uh, for the most part, I, I just really enjoy this band. They're they're one of the uh, bright spots in rock and roll right now. Oh, and I'm supposed to pick a song, right? Yeah, I'm gonna pick Fuck Boy.
0: For the audience?
2: Yeah, it's F-U-C-K-B-O-I. I think it's F-U-K. The, the problem is that I'm reading what I wrote down, not what they printed on this oh. CD. <laughs> Fair enough. I got the... Uh, yeah, no, you're probably fine. right, boy. Well, fine. you know, that, that's a social media thing, you know, fuckboy right. drip. There we go. Uh, I
0: guess so. It's probably effective art is the fact that it actually makes me uncomfortable
2: listening to it. Do you <laughs> know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yeah, I'm not terribly surprised that uh, it ended up on... I, I actually just figured you... I didn't think you were even cared about them enough to check it out. What what comes in at number four for LC?
0: So my band is one of the first bands that were ever featured on this podcast and uh, one that I don't even remember how I discovered them, um, but it it was... They had a, an album called Songs of Iron that came out <laughs> about 10 years ago uh, and they are out... They are Irish, but they sound like Blackstone Cherry or Southern Rockish. You would never guess that that's where they're actually from, from the, the, the lead singer's voice. And that is a band that is not Monster Truck, but Trucker Diablo. Trucker Diablo, who had an album this year called Tail End of a Hurricane. I have not liked any other album since that one that I mentioned um, uh, before, as a whole or just in general, but this one just knocks it out of the park. Uh, it was released. It's by the way, this is a whole like do it yourself band. They are just, if you look at their plays on Spotify, it's like in the low thousands <laughs> per track. <laughs> so if, if anybody out there and they have no physical product available too, so there's no other way to listen to them that, than d- just to stream their music. Um, but Tail End of a Hurricane, Trucker Diablo, Think Blackstone Cherry, Think Monster Truck even, if you want another band with truck in the name. It's that kind of zone of, of of an album. And I'm featuring the title title track, which which is, I didn't even notice it. It's a four and a half minute song. It's just a verse, a chorus, two and a half minutes of some of the great, so, best soloing and just music, and then ends with a chorus again. But we're going to play the first 90 seconds of it. And that is Tail End of a Hurricane.
2: Like the idea that, like, if you you just automatically pigeonhole anybody from Ireland is just doing like traditional traditional Celtic music. Oh, you would never think these guys are from Ireland. Oh man, you must have really been blown. You must have really been blown away the first time you heard Susan Boyle sing or Thin Lizzy. (laughs) What? Well, are they from from Ireland? Okay, yeah, but the, the okay, I threw a joke in there. That you did not get. I did. And then you said thin Lizzie. <laughs> well, I got Susan Boyle. I know who she is. Yeah. Okay. I don't know how that joke equates to Thin Lizzie. The joke isn't about Ireland. It's about going, She's fat and ugly. She shouldn't sound good. She sounds good. Oh, I didn't know that was the joke. I I made the
0: irises in I that. said you missed it. Yeah, I did.
2: Mm-hmm. So uh <laughs> <laughs> anyway Then Lizzy They're from Ireland I'm LC Fox He's all You don't think a black guy from Ireland either You gonna keep going This is all gold uh, It's all gold
0: you think my I just think that nothing but like lucky charms people or whatever from that
2: Man you would never think these guys are from Ireland. You'd think they're from Canada. People just heard the song. Would you think this is an Irish band? Jesus Christ.
0: <laughs> what do you got? Oh, where are we at? Number three? Yeah, let's move on from Susan Boyle jokes.
2: Alright, this is another band new to my radar they came across this year again through the uh Oh through the, through a publicist of some sort but a really fun record it's by a group called Teenage Wrist. I love that name by the way. I Teenage have heard Wrist these guys. Okay. Okay, they, they they released an album this year called Earth is a Black Hole. Now, they, they have a very kind of 90s alt rock vibe to them so not exactly my my cup of tea, but I was the first couple tracks actually I think the the, the first it opens up with like a minute in uh Kind of instrumental thing leads into a song called "Taste of Gasoline," but that song kind of drew me in and it kind of got gave me the hook where I probably paid a little more attention than maybe I would have if I had heard something later in the record first. But I I think this is just a really it's a really well done album. Uh, it's, it's well sequenced, Sunny Poonie. Um, mm, and does matter? I'm not sure which I, I kind of have it down to two two tracks. I'm going to feature the song "Wasting Time."
0: I've actually heard the name of that band. I'm not even sure why. Uh, but but I have not heard anything by them yet. So that, that was because you just got solicited, huh?
2: Yeah, yep. That was definitely one through the. Uh, that was in my, you know, like when I'm, every year when I prepare for this, I go to the folder that I, of all the albums I downloaded that year. Right. And that wasn't one that was in there. Um, but uh, I, you know, I don't know. It's a good record, man.
0: Yeah, I think that the theme of the show is that for everybody is that spam works.
2: So it wasn't in my spam folder, and you would not think that that band was Irish. <laughs> I, I, it's probably because they're not. Yeah. Although it was uh, it was mixed by a guy named Colin. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, interesting. How about you? Number three. What comes in at number three on your top five?
0: I should mention that Trucker Diablo did violate the rule of 45 minutes. That one is 54 minutes. Hmm. Um, So that's why it didn't get higher on it because there are a little bit of filler on there. Bronx, 36 minutes. And the next one is a nice brisk 43 minutes. And that is a band out of Nashville and called The Dead Deads. Hmm. And they had an album this year called... Tell your girls it's all right. Made a little bit of noise. We've got uh, over the last couple of years. We've got Corey Taylor guest on one of the tracks, as well, and has kind of given them some props in the press. But it's an all—it's a three. It's an all-female band. It's a—it's a trio. I don't know how to say it. They kind of sound like Veruca Salt that rock more and have more variety. Mm-hmm. And I've just, and this is actually one of those that I'm talking about. These, these top, these next albums are actually true albums um, for the going forward. Tucker Diablo and Bronx solid solid collection of songs, but this one has a whole concept start middle end. I got the double okay. vinyl it sounds it, it's it's top. And even it has like little uh, Easter eggs throughout the entire album that tie in and interludes and I'm just gonna feature what is probably the most accessible song on the album, and that also has a little nod to kiss, and that's Hey Girlfriend. (laughs)
1: We
2: Good stuff. I haven't checked it out, but uh, I'll definitely get into that. Um, uh, On the female note, uh, did you hear uh, Taylor Swift released her uh, recent record on vinyl, pressed at 45 speed? And it confused her her fan base that there's all these one star reviews on, I don't know, Target or Amazon or something like that saying, Why is it a guy singing? This is horrible. Who would, you know, like they did.
0: That that is funny that you mentioned that because this one it doesn't really need to be a double vinyl because it's uh it's only 40, 40 minutes long or whatever but the it is pressed on forty I just mentioned that because it is pressed on it's forty five yeah. speed and the and the fourth side is just an etched you know okay. side stuff like that so but I I did the same thing I started I'm like damn I I forgot you know what I mean like that so I could just see it like a complete noob being like damn thing is defective
2: I remember the first time I heard Harvester of Sorrow on the local radio station back when it came out. You know, and Metallica has long intros, right, and sometimes oh, yeah. slow, yeah, and this duh. thing went on for like three minutes we're sitting there going, when is he gonna start singing and then when he does he you hear about like five seconds of head like <laughs> zip up just like ten seconds of silence, and then the song starts over at the, <laughs> the yeah, DJ somebody somebody screwed up, yep, it must have been a twelve inch forty five and he didn't know it was forty five anyway. Right. Uh, unlike Taylor Swift fans, he understood what was happening and corrected and it. Uh, immediately corrected it. Yes, yes. All story. right. My number two. Uh, you talked about Dirty Honey. I'm going to do kind of take uh, a nod to uh, one of my favorite shows out there. Your favorite band sucks. Um, if you like Dirty Honey, what you should be listening to is this band, and that is Blacktop Mojo. I have had f- at least four opportunities to see these guys live. For free, and every time something happened, there was a weather incident. One time, I don't know; it was just a. I, I I've always really been interested into this to, to catch these guys because they got and got that Southern rock um, vibe. I get into a lot, but their their debut or not their debut record, their self titled album uh, came out earlier this year, and it is a banger almost all the way through. It's definitely. The first five six songs, you just kind of roll through it. But no, it it's good pretty much from beginning to end. I just the, the these guys are just amazing. How they're not bigger is is beyond me. And by bigger, how does a band like Dirty Honey just lazily get shoved into the mouth of Eddie trunks in right. the world? And right. th- th- these guys aren't. I'm not saying they should be. You know, Taylor Swift big. I mean. She's she's amazing, Uh, but uh, no seriously, they they, they should at least be on the radar of of that ilk of people. So, my God, I'm gonna play the the uh, feature of the track "Wicked Woman."
0: I need to check that album out you know uh, one of the f- friend of the show Jason Kearney has mentioned them several times as well out there and, and he actually got got me into listening to some of their older stuff. I have not heard this recent album. Uh, I do have to say the singer I don't know his name but but they also do you know you're a big fan of covers but uh, he does a killer cover of dream on um, as well when he actually hits that really high part of the song uh-huh. most people can't hit you know the outro. Is that just Black Blacktop Mojo just self titled?
2: Yeah, it's just it's just a self titled record. I will say this: their previous albums, while there was some you know good stuff on them, I really didn't get too, into too many of them as a full record. But this one, uh, this one broke the mold for them. I think they're they've really kind of found their zone. So nice. All right, how about you, number two? What do we
0: got? You know, when bands come out with a solid album deep into the career, it's rare. Most of the time, it's sonic boom. Right. That's kind of what you yeah. get from your, your vintage artists is that kind of thing. And a retread. there was that
2: nice little stretch there, though, where I think Ozzy had a couple good records. Danzig dropped uh, one of his best records there. I'm, there's other groups of that time, too. I just those are the two that come to mind. And then, yeah, then but you're more typically getting the, the sonic boom. Exactly. And this is a band that's put out 15 albums.
0: And they uh, sometimes they'll do nothing and then they'll put out two or three in a year and a half. And that is that is a band called Weezer. And the my expectation for this album, I I had two reactions from it. First was they're calling it Van Weezer, you know, they're doing a tribute to to Eddie, it's supposed to be their most rocking album and stuff like that. So first, if you're looking for a Weezer album that just fucking tears the roof off or whatever like that, that's this is not that album. There's a few there's a few tracks that are like that, um, but for the most part, it's just a great Weezer album if you like Weezer. So, of the 15 albums, I'm gonna say this is this is right after Pinkerton. It goes Blue, Pinkerton, and this one. This is their number three. If you're curious, after that would be White Album, and uh, you're
2: one of the Pinkerton dinks, huh? I am, I am. Yeah. I think that and there's a there's a song dude. Have if- you heard Pinkerton? Oh, yeah,
0: <laughs> I know, <laughs> right? But. But, uh, but no, this, this was a big surprise. It's 31 minutes long. It's, it says 10 tracks. There's actually a song on here that has to do with fucking like a beach and fish lyrics. Uh, not PH. Uh, but, but features the riff from Crazy Train, which I was taken aback from uh, at first. It, but then, then I ended up liking it. This one is nothing but a mood enhancer for me. Every moment of this album. And I'm going to feature, since you just threw the Pickerton in, I'm going to feature a song that could have been on Pickerton, and that is the beginning of the end. knocking
1: on my door. They tell me it's time to go on. Last check in the mirror to see if anything's wrong. The writing's up on the wall. A warning shot to the like this volcano's gonna blow My head is spinning It's the beginning of the end The people freak out when I walk
2: I never know how to to really judge Weezer. They've just been all over the map with everything they've done. Uh, Kind of a a a fun band. I've seen them live a couple times, so you know I got no love or hate for them. Really, there's stuff by them I like and stuff I don't. But so almost, uh, I'm I'm a much bigger fan of them than say the Offspring. But much like that, uh, I just don't know that I'm a huge. I'm not the right guy to to really properly judge them, because uh, they've clearly taken a hodgepodge pe- way to their music, and if oh that's who God, they are, yes. that that's who they are, you know what I mean?
0: They also name-check L.A. Guns and Faster Pussycat in the out- out- outro track, which is probably my least favorite track, but hey, man, pretty cool to hear those, those, those bands in there.
2: They mentioned Kiss on a song back in the day. They did. Yeah. All right. Uh boy. That was still in the phase where it's like, dude, they mentioned Kiss.
0: Oh, I, I, yeah. When I heard In the Garage and they said Ace Frehley and Peter Chris in that song, I was like, whoa, man.
2: My favorite rock band, Kiss. That's right. Oh, God. All right. Well, before I get to my uh, number one, the record I think is the best of the year, I'm going to just kind of hit off on some of the ones that uh, were really they were in the contention for this. Uh, but didn't quite make it. Uh, the Dead Daisies we talked about. Um, cool. I th- I think the Foo Fighters' record "Medicine at Midnight" is 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 a really good record. Um, just not as good as some of these. Another band that if you like Dirty Honey, you should be listening to is the Georgia Thunderbolts. They have a record out called uh, "Can We Get a Witness." That that was really close. Um, uh, Rob Zombie. I thought his record this year was a, a solid return. Probably his best thing since his uh, debut record. And um, I would like to mention just a band that I featured on the last episode called Hellbot. They're out of Seattle, and they actually have a record coming out in January. So hopefully in 2022, that'll make the list for that. But uh, Hellbot was the, uh, the I think uh, uh, it's, it's the opening track on the, on the episode before the Blue Balls one. Yep. So. Um, and also that, uh, there's a band out of the UK that uh, is on tour with Massive Wagons called Piston. They didn't have anything out this year, so I didn't wasn't able to include it. Uh, but I'm looking that, that, that's a band that if you're into that kind of definitely if you like massive wagons or that just kind of hard rock stuff, I put a song up by them on there too. Um those are but I believe they have a record coming out in twenty twenty two as well, is why I brought them up. So cool. All right. So you, drum I, roll. Come on, the man. Number, number is over. One. You're such a dick, man. Are you kidding me? Royal Blood Typhoons. I heard that record. I went out bought it on vinyl. I from beginning to end I was like this is probably going to be my album of the year and it held true man. This is a banger all the way through. This is the band that I pretty much just kind of touched off as just a novelty leading up to this and then I heard that song um Trouble Coming and I was like, "There's something here, you know." The, the, I'm gonna definitely check this record out when it comes out. I heard uh, the second single they released just before it did, and the, so I went up and bought the the clear blue vinyl. My lord, just from the beginning to end, I it's like disco meets metal meets punk meets the White Stripes. Uh, I'm over the idea that these, these guys are just a gimmick. You know, I saw them open for the Foo Fighters at that time. I knew one or two songs by them, and I thought they were okay. But again, I was just like, ah, it's just two guys. Um, Look, yeah, guess what? There's more than just a bass guitar and drum on the recording. You know what I mean? Big deal. Get over it. Uh, It is just a. Are you speaking to me? Yeah, yeah. You're like you can tell it's just two people. Yeah, that's why it sucks. It's like, come on, man. You are missing the boat on this one. I mean. Trouble Coming is probably the best rock track in the last couple years. That that song is just fucking amazing. And the rest of the record really doesn't dip down too far from that. So Royal Blood, Typhoons, my number one album of the year. You should definitely go out and buy it. And I'm going to feature the song Oblivion.
1: One last ride Gravity's pulling me down This time I got myself found But just before I Just a feather in that weather Yeah, lost in the wild Don't live like this forever Putting my world to rise right. Tonight I feel stopping from nothing My devil is gonna Get
0: you up in the air. Cool, man. Love the yin and yang. All I I, all I say is I love their last album. I didn't like the one before it for some reason. Just some, some bands hit on that one album before and and, and nothing else hits me so but that i'll give it another i'll give it another spin it's uh what's another nothing, besides i i love trouble coming period that 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 is a really good song um and that's what i was hoping for the rest of the album But besides oblivion give me one other
2: one you say it's all bangers Well, the title track is great i mean honestly i mean type ty- f- cool man set me up you know what set yourself up i did uh mine on every pick <laughs> <laughs> okay fine are you
0: angry at me still
2: yeah, I am. <laughs> why? Why?
0: We should. If we had the same
2: opinion, it would be a boring show. Yeah, I'm not seriously angry, man. Okay, good. You know, now you're calm down now. Pretend yeah. calm down. Yeah, I was pretend angry.
0: Okay, good. I love it. you <laughs> See, it's it's like it's like uh, like I believed you were the narrator of of Jason Lives the same way I'm believing that that you're angry right now. So you're a very effective actor. I just oh, say. thank you. Yeah. Thank you.
2: So. I my- mean, you're, you're going to be the narrator for our uh, uh, Valentine's Day movie read. <laughs> oh, I didn't know we were doing that. No, we're Interesting. Not. <laughs> I are not. I've
0: already prepped for Ghoulies, too. That's all I've been working
2: okay. on. Okay. All right. okay. So anyway,
0: so my number one was a, a shock to me. And that was that this artist, I have liked a few songs here and there for his whole career. I've never gone out to see him and his band live like wanted to go see him only. And uh, I don't think he's ever put out a good album throughout his entire career. But lo and behold, he decides to put out a good album with the dumbest, maybe the dumbest, greatest title. And that is Rob Zombie with the Lunar Injection Kool-Aid Eclipse Conspiracy. Mm -hmm. This is 41 minutes long. It's 17 tracks. What I mean by 17 tracks is six of those are interludes and none of them are wastes of Time. He he throws in bits of, of Daft Punk He's got like something that could be on a Beastie Boys album, some Nine Inch Nails. This is just an explosion of different sounds throughout it. The production is phenomenal. John Five, without really playing solos, plays all these just...
2: He is amazing.
0: Yeah, just just intricate guitar parts. It's everything that a Rob Zombie album should be and should have been. It's the audio equivalent of watching like House of a Thousand Corpses or uh, devil's rejects in my mind. Like the and as far as an album, just if, if you're looking to get a physical copy, this is has an 18 page fucking art booklet included in it. The vinyl is gorgeous. Everything about it is is but the what it does is in 41 minutes there's not a single song that's a time waste and it just takes me away as far as like for if you just need a burst of just like energy and just madness. That is this album, and because of that, there's the, the other thing that makes this different than other songs. There's a lot of Rob Zombie things, like it's, it's basically a one trick pony. It's the song starts, it ends. This has tons of 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 just bridges and outros, and just they're more complex these songs too, and they really work. Um, and because of that, I'm at, because we only have like a ninety second clip. I'm just gonna play the Ballad of Sleazy Rider. I think is a perfect gateway into this album.
2: a great tune great album it was really close to making my top five so uh i'm glad you had it in there that way we get uh more music out uh, out to the the masses that's right by masses i mean scott crouch
0: yes yes
2: <laughs> Did we've name checked him enough the last two episodes i
0: think so yeah I okay. think he's good i think he's good for the next year
2: scott just so you know uh, no offense yeah. you're good yeah we gotta we gotta move on to uh getting back to uh, sean cullen Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. He's probably Sean, pretty agile. Sean 2022 is all about uh-huh. Sean. I wonder if those two guys are fighting like, yeah, this, <laughs> how'd this guy take
3: over? This is my and zone. Not,
2: and and Jason Kearney is going, what the fuck? Not only yeah, that, that, but Todd Cunningham is really pissed off that yeah, we haven't said anything That's about right. <laughs> so, and, I'll, hey, we can't forget Keith Rockford. He got me a birthday gift from... uh, uh, uh so, Yeah, from Mitch uh, Malloy. Mitch Malloy. <laughs>
0: Oh god! So, you want to get
2: out of here? Yeah, man, this has been fun.
0: Good. So, links are in the show notes for everything you need. Song titles, links to to purchase the albums. Anything else you want to add?
2: No, man. Uh, go out and uh, buy my records, and only buy the ones that loose picked that I thought were good too, mm. which I think was all of them. So.
0: Oh, okay. Good. Perfect. <laughs> you calm down enough to do the outro?
2: No, no, I'm, I'm just way too... I'm, uh, I, I'm, I'm running hot right now. Okay, it's probably because... I still can't uh, believe you fucking put Royal Blood as a fucking mist. Yeah, uh,
0: it's, maybe it's uh just... just What that band needs is a gimmick. All right, rock is not dead. But the album format may or may not be.
1: She's got a wild eyes on Locked on like a track of beam I was frozen stiff Shaking in my denim jeans Wish I had just this girl was rocking up the dance floor. Will the yeah, to scream on?
2: It blapped.
0: <laughs> did, you, did you actually?
2: Yeah, I'm hotboxing myself now. Boy, I should have been a little more careful there. That's good. That, All right.
0: Yeah, go ahead. That that's <laughs> a, a, smells like an Easter egg in church.
2: Yeah. <laughs> wow, that was good. Uh, <laughs> uh, top five for that.
3: It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football.